0: Snuff Production.
1: Mm-hmm. Bacon smells nice. Bacon. So does all-day breakfast with Matt and Alex.
0: Happy Friday to you, but I'd say a bittersweet Friday. Happy first off, Matt O'Kine, because we've managed to secure an interview with the one, the only Brick Man, who is an absolute legend on TV, Lego professional, and uh, he's going to be joining us a little bit later on the show.
2: Yeah, that's right. He is one of the hosts of Lego Masters. The finale, of course, happening this weekend. And we're gonna be chatting to him about what to expect and a little bit about his life outside of this hit show. Absolutely. Um, I respect the man so much because he's able to show
0: his emotions on air. He's a little bit of an example of that.
1: When Lego makes you feel something, it does. Oh my gosh, it's Lego! I feel like there's danger. I feel anticipation, I feel concerned, I feel tranquilly, I feel all of these things out of a plastic brick. It's beautiful. It really
0: is. Oh, I just want to give him a hug. He's so passionate about it and he's so accepting of everyone who comes on the show and so supportive and so, look, I'm a bit of a fan and he's going to be coming up a little bit later on, which will
2: be very sweet indeed. Yeah, but much like some of that salty, sweet popcorn that you can get from the airport lounges, we used to be able to, Not everything is so sugary. That's right. We do have a little bit of a sour taste in our
0: mouth this week as well, um, which we'll tell you about in a moment. But it should be a
2: a good fun time regardless, Matt. Absolutely cannot wait. We're so glad to join you this Friday. Let's kick off. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. It's been an interesting
0: week this week, Matt O'Kine. We've talked to a chicken. Um... (laughs) talked <laughs> to Kim from the presets, had Julia Stone on. It's been so much fun um, here at All Day Breakfast. Over at our old workplace, our Triple J Radio, um, they've been having an interesting week as well. It's their Requestable, which came in after we left, um, in which you can request literally any song you want.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, some people have sent us through many texts, uh, screenshots of their requests that they put through. One person. Requesting uh, the old Tricky Nicky. <laughs> Good. Yes. Thank
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> Tricky Nicky Australia. Um, so many weird stuff's coming on. Leviathan, JPTV, Chug Jug With You. Brackets number one victory royale was played at 8.13 the other day. What the hell is that song? I don't know. Hannah Montana, Best of Both Worlds. Dwayne Johnson, You're Welcome came on. Bob the Builder singing Mumbo number five the Nintendo Wii, me channel theme. Julia Gillard's misogyny speech was played in full. What, they played played that? They played the misogyny speech (laughs) in full. So you can request anything. It's been all these great songs and sometimes not songs coming on the radio with one glaring omission.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's a damn shame to watch our taxpayers' money go down the gurgler. Yeah. When they're not doing justice to the Australian music industry. A once great station proving
0: that it's dropped off.
2: <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, and if they're not going to listen to the people, then who will they listen to, all right? Because they're saying, oh, send in requests. Yep. Oh, request anything. Nikki Webster, Dwayne Johnson, Julia Gillard. But I got one question for you, Triple J, all right? Where are your boys? Matt
0: and Alex kiss from a sandstorm. Hundreds of thousands of views. OK? Incredible guests, KLP, Jim from Art versus Science, Vera Blue, Running Touch. They're all featured on it.
2: They're all wearing speed dealers. Just a gent. And you know what? I'm angry I'm ang- I'm at, at, at the time. All right. I had people bashing down my door saying, are we going to make the run for Hottest 100? Mm. Are we going to go for Hottest 100? Number one. Mate, I could have called anyone up. <laughs> I could have called News.com, Pedestrian, yep. the, the music, and Junkie. If- I would have gone, I could have gone hard at you, Triple J. I could have gone hard, all right? I could have gotten half the nation voting for this. We would have knocked off half these schmucks. And it it really
0: is a a kick to the face. It's a big middle finger to Matt and Alex when I see stuff like high school musical, you know, getting played over your boys. So give the people what they want. We've given them the benefit of the doubt, all right? We've waited till Friday
2: to bring this up. You know what? No, no, you know (laughs) what? I didn't want to do the Hottest 100 push, all right? Because I thought, you know what? There's going to be someone... If we push for Hottest 100, there's going to be someone who who, who, who comes in at 101. Yeah, misses out. Some young artist who misses out. Don't they've worked their whole life and two jokers come through, all right, and, and, and knock them off the top spot, you know, that their, their moment of glory. I didn't want to do that. But when you're playing Dwayne The Rock Johnson, all right, and <laughs> High School Musical, but you want to just forget about your boys, well – is war,
0: so um, consider yourself on notice, Triple J. All right, that's all. Uh, we're saying. And
2: and to you listening, there's still a day. Yeah, hit them, yeah. hit them up. They, they okay? might be saving the best to last for tonight. Kiss from a sandstorm, Matt and Alex. That is how you request it. And when you hear it, pump it. All pump right, it loud, pump it proud. And if they don't play it, oh, just watch out. Yeah, it's going to be a lot
0: worse than a sandstorm hitting him. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> right. Coffee?
1: Yeah, coffee. A
0: seventh coffee never hurt anyone. <laughs> I feel a buzz. Meadowkind, do you think I'll ever have kids one day?
2: <laughs> oh, bro, it's so funny you bring this up because I was literally about to ask you this question. Well, that's because you're always on the precipice of asking
0: me that question, but I thought I'd get in quickly because it seems as if everyone I
2: know is, right, hitting Dude, that age. Literally, I i mean, that's why I don't or I do go onto Facebook, okay, <laughs> because I'm hitting the age, and this is terrible, and I, and I, and I really mean this. I do apologise for even bringing it up, but... Facebook for me right now is genuinely life or death. It is it is someone being born or someone dying. I like I swear oh to god, god every post. Oh my god. <laughs> and I like, and I and I don't even know whether I should look anymore because I'm like, yeah. oh, congratulations. Oh no, that's terrible. Someone else. Oh, and someone's having a baby. Oh, and someone so and so passed. Oh, it's, it
0: is like the old days, turning to that section of the newspaper, but <laughs> yeah, with Farmville it's,
2: it's
0: <laughs> and you know government insurrections in, in various <laughs> countries. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. But I only asked because I had had another conversation with someone who was with child, holding, uh, holding it, holding it in there for a little while. Mm-hmm. But um, they were at a they were at a gig and they said, "Oh, I had a had a bit of an awkward moment before because um, their friend was like going to the bathroom and then said, 'Oh, could you hold could you hold my drinks for me?' So he's like, yeah, sure.' And it's one of those things you just do it without saying because of course you of course you will, but then sitting there holding it, oh, and then sort of parking. someone walked past and then it's just, <laughs> just like realize pregnant belly holding two drinks. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. And so the <laughs> point was like, yeah, I had to after that. Like it's like, oh, you on the way home, could you just come up, Could you pick up a bottle of wine on the way home? It's like, absolutely not. I'm not going in there. Yes, I'm of age, but I, I cannot put up with that look from the person and have to say, anticipate the question and say, look, I'm getting it for someone else, you know, that kind of thing. It's too awkward. Have it's you to be, any it's tough had any to a gig? Um, yeah. Any it's it's not what it looks like moments?
2: Well, I mean, I had a friend uh, when we were in South America. Mm. And, uh, and he, he purchased a pack of, you know, protection. Cause he, you know, single and he's, we're, you know, we're, we're a big group of people. Like, you know, guys and girls we have all been to school, huge school group. Anyways, he's, he's single. He goes, buys a packet of condoms For sure. from this, uh, convenience store. Right. And then, um, anyways, he meets someone, they hook up the next morning he comes out and he's like, guys, can you have a, can you just check these Condoms for for me, please, because I had some problems. <laughs> um, and we, like, started looking at them. And the thing is, they, they were written in Spanish. Sure. Right? So, yeah. so we're like, yeah, these look like condoms. And then we got one out and opened it up. Absolutely ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like the biggest condoms Con- we'd ever seen. We're like, what the hell has gone on here? Condom so grande. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's obviously <laughs> bought, like not knowing what the Spanish word for magnum is or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is what is
0: like SML and XL and XXL in Spanish?
2: Well, he obviously had no idea, but I'll tell you what, he couldn't use the rest of the the pack. Hang on, these are these are Birthday balloons. What are you you doing? So, yeah, but the person behind the counter would have obviously thought, oh, all right. Yeah. If you you say so. (laughs) So, yeah, they obviously got the wrong impression. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, let us know. Have you ever had to um, explain a situation away? Uh, Was something not what it looked like? Because often when people say it's not what it looks like, it is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's a time where it genuinely wasn't, we'd love to hear from you, Matt. Dot and dot Alex. Order up.
2: Just how you like it. It's perfect.
1: All day breakfast.
2: Now, last week, Alex Dyson, you touched on a topic that's very close to your heart and it's someone that you have been admiring on screen, their work, their passion, their dedication and their commitment to a craft that they have become to master. Mm. Um, so it good. Was, and it that, was...
0: that dedication and that, that fanboyness stared me in the face when I, he bumped into him at Comedy Republic one day. And so watching this season has been great. And he very kindly agreed to join us on All Day Breakfast, the judge from... Lego Masters. It's Brickman. Thank you very much, boys. Jeez, I tell you what, you don't get a
1: much better introduction than that. Thank you so
0: <laughs> much for joining us. Our real name, Ryan McNaught. How's it, how's it all going? It's been a big season of uh, Lego Masters.
1: Yeah, it has. It's uh, It's gone really well, actually. And it's, you know, there's a lot of cliches that everyone talks about, you know, bigger and better and all of that kind of stuff. But we've been so blessed with some amazing contestants this year. So so we really have taken it up a fair bit, which is great. Uh, Ryan, paint us a picture of where you were,
2: like, just before you got the call to say, hey, we're making this show.
1: Well, it's funny you say that. Um, I've been doing Lego as a profession for uh, about 12 years now, full-time as as a gig. So I was busy plugging away on my Lego bricks as I was being making something. I can't even remember what it was, but just doing sort of my normal thing. And to be honest with you, the the world of television is a little bit foreign. So I was a bit sceptical. I was a bit like, oh, gee, reality television, you know, that doesn't sound very appealing, does it? But, uh,
0: <laughs> so you wouldn't go on Maths or you wouldn't go on The Bachelor, yeah.
1: Brickman? Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, maths is not for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> the Brickshiller. <laughs> yeah, the brick-shiller, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I'm probably, you know, when they do the list of I'm a celebrity, get, it out of, get me out of here, I'm like way down that list. I'm like sort of, you know. <laughs> Fifty phone calls later. So anyway, so they look. It it took a bit of work. I I really wanted to go and understand what the show is about. And then you know, once they they dropped the big dog's name, Mr. Blake, um, yeah, how could you not be in? So yeah, of course, it's such incredible stuff. And
2: look, when Alex Dyson passionately talked about you, um, and how impressed he was with your work and, uh, you know, the emotion that you put into your work and on the show, we got so many messages from people hitting us up on our Instagram, Graham saying, Oh my God, I'm so glad that you said that, Alex. Brickman is the best. I absolutely love him. He makes the, the show so incredible. Um, was it kind of overwhelming to suddenly have this found newfound kind of public appreciation?
1: Well, I guess the thing is, um, first off, I'm just I'm just the mechanism on the show to show off people's creativity. So the show is nothing without those people that make all the things. I'm kind of like the person that just gets to present it and talk a little bit about it. So so they're kind of the real stars of the show. But you know, when you're really passionate about something, just like what you guys are, um, if you let that passion come through, then that then that's genuine and that's real. So as long as you're doing that, not trying to pretend to be Someone you're not, or something else that you're not, then I think I think you're on a
0: winner. That's it, and I love Brickman. I think you can tell. Like I sit on the couch and watch it with my girlfriend, and it gets to the judging, and you know, obviously, it's very sad when people are leaving, and it's very exciting when people are doing so well and making some really great and creative models. But yeah, we just like hug each other a little tighter when we're, when when Brickman's <laughs> giving his feedback oh, and it his is saying goodbye, <laughs> and it's just like because it isn't about to it. it you're able to convey it's not about the model necessarily. It's about two people. And I think it's maybe the fact like you yourself aren't in it for the reality television aspect. The people that you get to meet who are Lego Masters contestants, they're not in it to get more Instagram followers and stuff. It's just people coming along, doing their best. It's something that they love. Have a really good time. And you can see people coming out of their shell and you can see people having a good time. And then at the other side of things, there are setbacks, but it doesn't speak much about them as people as well. And I just really love that, that you're able to convey that Um, what's it like on set though with the uh with the people as it as it's going going to air and you're recording it and what's going through your mind when you are you are talking to these people and sometimes letting them letting them go
1: yeah well well, firstly thank you for capturing so succinctly what what we aim for as a show it is about creativity there's a lot of reality shows about creativity you know there's plenty of cooking shows and you know that's 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 an amazing art form in itself there's lots of different forms of creativity the hardest part for us is we ask our contestants to be creative instantly. Like we'll throw them an idea, you've got to make something like a black and white challenge or you're know, going to make something in a tree. They have no concept of that in advance at all. And we ask them to be creative instantly. So you've really got to you know, rely on their creative skills, irrespective of Lego, the, the pure creativity and the pure passion, which they bring. So it's about enticing that out of people and it's about drawing that out. And so if you think of an average day on Lego Masters, there's no such thing, by the way. But if there wasn't an, an average day on Lego Masters, um, apart from Hamish Blake pulling all sorts of crazy gags and doing all sorts of ridiculous things. So you know, apart from that sideshow, which is incredible in its own right, you know, some of these challenges go for a long time, it might be 14 hours or 16 hours. And we're not wow. we're not the gulag of Lego, so we don't make them you know go through that for that time directly. We break it up over time and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And and my role, and you know what, I think this year in the in the show, it's it's probably come out a little bit more than it has in the previous series. But my role is twofold. One is to be the coach, and the second is to be the judge. The reason I'm the coach is to make the best possible television show. We need the best possible Lego models, and to get the best possible Lego models, we need the best possible contestants. And you know, it kind of snowballs. And so it's about encouraging them to do those incredible things and pushing them and that kind of stuff. And I think that's been uh, shown a little bit more in the series this year
2: and and hopefully people are enjoying that yeah well look the uh the grand final is happening over this weekend but uh ryan can you tell us what happens after the show finishes what do you is, is there like a lego olympics that you go to every <laughs> year or four years or something like what's the biggest lego event in the whole world
1: well, it's funny, uh, it depends who you talk to because we're all, like, like any hobby or any passion that people have, there are different levels and people enjoy different components of it. But for me personally, um, I'm what's called a Lego certified professional. So what that means is there's 14 of us around the world who have made Lego our job. And we, we do different things. You know, um, some people use it as a pure art form. I do it kind of entertain kids. You know, there's lots of different, different things. You know, before COVID, we used to get together once a year we, we would be beamed to the mothership in Denmark, which is where Lego is from, as you would say. Because you're the only one from and, the Southern Hemisphere, aren't you? I am the only one from the Southern Hemisphere. My nearest colleague, Nicholas, is in Singapore. He's about three nautical miles above the oh, equator. Wow. State. So <laughs> I remind him about that all the time. You know? but, um, so, so we get together, well, we used to get together once a year and it's it's just so inspiring to see what people are doing and how they're doing it, the stories they have and, and that kind of stuff. So... That's probably my Olympics, if you like, and and if I could share a story, if you've got five seconds, please. Many years ago, about ten years ago, Lego actually used it as a um, exam, for lack of a better term, to make sure we've still got our right stuff. Oh, right. <laughs>
0: so. make sure you didn't get there and just spent your, spent your days Correct.
1: partying and you know that and, exactly. and lost your touch. <laughs> exactly. And so they would, they would, just like Lego Masters, they would snack us down with a challenge and say, right you know, away you go, sort of thing. And often they would be extremely difficult with you know, very few Lego bricks or the wrong type of bricks or whatever. And, and unbeknownst to me at the time, being a bit of a rookie, they really don't care so much about the final product. They're interested in your creative process and how you think about it and how you solve the challenges and the problems and stuff like that. And so, um, fortunately, I managed to scrape through the skin of my teeth for a couple of years. And <laughs> the hardest one I had to make was a pineapple. That was, that was the <laughs> trickiest thing I had to make. Yeah. And, and I had to make that pineapple out of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Lego at all, but is these, these, a range of products, particularly aimed at young girls, called Friends Lego. And it's all pinks and purples and pastels and this kind of stuff. So I had a bit of an LSD tripping pineapple, but it managed to get across
0: the line anyway. So that was good. That's it. Uh, you must be pinching yourself every day that you get to do this for a living. Can you, can you think back to uh, young brick man, before, brick boy, if you will, um, <laughs> who was just doing it as a hobby? And what were your careers counsellors talking to you about? What were your parents talking to you about? And did you have to persevere in order to, to make Lego your job?
1: Yeah, look, it's funny, um, just like you guys, you know how you kind of fall into a gig um, almost or, or, you know, you can't go to uni and study Lego. You, know, you can't get a Hex debt in Lego, as I like to say. So um, it, it kind of just happens. So when I went to high school back in those days, and you know, I'm pretty much a senior citizen nowadays, but back in those days, you went to the career guidance counsellor and they spun the wheel of careers. And wherever it landed what? was what you were going to go and study. <laughs> Wheel of fortune for your <laughs> life. Correct, <laughs> Exactly. That's right. You know, a person that knows nothing about you or anything or other, but they just, spin away. anyway, it landed on accountant for me. So um, I was, I was fixed to be an accountant, which of course didn't work out. Failed miserably on, on that account. And um, so I ended up going into IT. And so I worked in information technology uh, pretty clearly with computers back in the day. And so I worked in IT forever and a day. And, um, I was high up the chain in a in a corporate company. I was the CIO at a big media company. Anyway, one day the managing director, we're in a big board meeting, and she says, and I'm sure you felt the same pain. She said, "We need to have a meeting about the number of meetings we're having." (laughs) And so. My eyes kind of rolled back in the head a little bit and I'm like, no, I'm done here. I need need to to find something new. So so fortunately I'd been, Lego had just released this really cool thing called Mindstorms. And what it is, it's designed for kids primarily in high school to do robotics and engineering. Anyway, I bought this because I wanted to make a robot to get a beer out of the fridge as most red velvet males (laughs) tend to get robots to do. But Anyway, it was so complex and difficult to understand. You pretty much had to be a scientist or something to figure it out. It was just brand new at the time. And, and I, I thought I was pretty cool, but I couldn't even figure it out. So I went online onto some forums and I, I found some people around the world who were having similar problems. So what we decided to do is we hacked into this uh, Mindstorm brick of Lego, this computer that Lego had made, and we broke the encryption and hacked into it. Anyway, I got, a, I got an email from Lego as a cease and desist order, saying "Don't do that. That's that's really <laughs> nasty." And then about a week later, I got another email from a different department of Lego saying, "This is really awesome. We love what you're doing. So let's talk together." <laughs> so, so, you know, it's like when the FBI gets con- the hacker
2: to come and join their uh, yeah. team to fight the crime. So
1: yeah, so so that's kind of how it happened, and it just kind of grew from there. Absolutely. Oh, it's such incredible. Well, so,
0: so awesome. Well, Brickman, it's been an absolute honour having you on All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with the uh, finale of LEGO Masters, which is happening this Sunday and Monday. I will be tuning in. Can you give us a sneak peek of how long the build goes for, for the final build? Uh,
1: the final build's a big one. Uh, in LEGO Masters tradition, it's uh, free for all time, so uh, the contestants can do whatever they want. And uh, just for the record, I'm not looking for sponsorship from Kleenex or Sorbent or anyone like that, but there will be tears. I can (laughs) guarantee it. Well, I love that, Brickman. I love that you can um, wear your heart
0: on your sleeve on television. It's really inspiring to me in a world where, you know, men are encouraged to, you know, still even in this day and age, bottle up their emotions and stuff. So thank you so much for being such a great role model on television. So inspiring to so many to see you can do your dream job if you stick at it. And, uh, yeah, cheers for hanging out with us today on all day breakfast
1: oh an absolute pleasure guys thank you so much for having me and keep up the great work by the way and uh, likewise down at Comedy Republic I, I love hanging out down there and thank you so much for giving those um, comedians who are just starting out a real chance it's really awesome oh wonderful oh, well, man look, I, the best. I, I
2: dare say I look forward to seeing the uh, Brickman one hour show at Comedy oh. Republic do a live build hey
1: I'll <laughs> but- bring you rotten tomatoes that way <laughs>
2: All right, well, thank you so much, Brickman. It's really genuinely a pleasure to chat to you. We're so excited to watch the final of LEGO Masters this Sunday and Monday, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, boys. Brick on. (laughs) We will. (laughs) Thank you, Brickman.
0: What sounds that? Not a chuck reversing. No, it's the sign that we've left the fridge
2: open. And uh, that is because it is the time of the week. I thought, it was, I thought you were going for the putting in the, the numbers on the microwave.
0: Oh, I could do to reheat a bit of stuff. I mean, it all works. Uh, it gets us to the eventual point we want to convey to you. And that is, here are some texts that we've been loving this week, uh, but we haven't really had time to slip it into the rest of the show.
2: No, I know, and I always feel bad because someone will write in something I really want to talk about, but we just don't get the time to do it. So please don't be discouraged if we don't reply or we don't mention it straight away on the show because we are seeing everything that you write to us. I promise you that. Absolutely right, including Jackson, who sent
0: us a message just saying, just stumbled upon a tasty treat. Rice crackers dipped into hazelnut spread, Nutella, Vegro spread, whatever, salty and sweet. Highly recommend.
2: And to Jackson... I say garbage. I reckon <laughs> hazelnut spread is the most overrated it's, Like I just don't it's like not hazelnut chocolate, is it? No, it's just yeah. not it's not that I just don't like hazelnut. We've just got we've gotta it needs a demotion, honestly. Get out of our faces, Hazelnut. Um, Daniel says, hey, boys, just listening to the birthday app and singing along to Good Vacuum. Yeah, we did do a live version of Good Vacuum in the birthday app, which you can see on our Instagram right now.
0: Um, See how it compares to the live version of You're the Voice that we did as well. Well, Um, mainly Matt did with a bit of awful accompaniment for myself.
2: Daniel says, I sing it to my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter, but sing it, she's a good baby, she don't make no fuss. And he's sung it to her enough times that she does the mm 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 bit by herself now. Aww. She absolutely loves it. Favourite song of all time. Oh, thanks, Daniel. Bet- and thank you to Kate Middleton as well. Co-writer.
0: That's it. Uh, got to get those royalties to uh, old Kate Middleton, not the royal. Um, Beck has got in touch uh, after our insider's chat with the butcher this week, saying the little frankfurts are still flowing at our local. My kids Tilly and Gus ask every time. So cheers for that one, Beck. Good to see a few, uh, what did you call them again? Cheerios.
2: Yeah, I can't believe it. No, well, I mean, it's better than what they call them in New Zealand, which is little boys. <laughs> I'm like, That's just wrong. Yeah, I'm like, that's off. <laughs> Oh, hand me a little boy, please. (laughs) No. Some little sausage, yuck.
0: No, thank you. Um, Kendall uh, got in touch as well, saying I'm feeling kind of satisfied at the moment hearing Matt talk about getting old and being in loud bars. In 2016, at the Come Together Festival at Luna Park, which is a hip-hop concert there, my hubby and I were leaving the event when Matt and his partner came up and said, hey, and to... (laughs) and said, basically, it's nice to see old people at these events.
2: Oh, God, Matt, no, get out of here, Kendall. How dare you?
0: I was 43, hubby 45. Ouch. Technically, we're always the oldies at gigs, but that's not going to stop us. So welcome to the oldies bench, Matt. Oh,
2: it's Kendall, finally Kendall's it, no, revenge. No, no. <laughs> fill in more details, Kendall. Okay, you and your husband, you were dressed like, you, like rockabilly kind of style. And I was like, it's so cool that you're bringing a different older style. <laughs> To this young hip-hop. That was the first time I saw Mallrat. Actually, I think it was like her second gig live ever.
0: Well, it just goes to show, do not interact with Matt O'Kine at gigs. He'll either not give you a high five or he'll call you old. (laughs) Unbelievable.
2: (laughs) Math? Don't bring back the no high five thing, please, okay?
0: Hashtag Matt no 5
2: hashtag I'm still hanging. It's not COVID appropriate, okay?
0: Oh, it's uh, he, got it even worse! <laughs> <laughs> he's finally got an excuse to absolutely leave you hanging. Um, And Lara says, hey, guys, Lara from Tassie here. On the topic of thinking my car was stolen... I once got up on a Monday and went to drive to work only to realise my car was missing. Turns out I got drunk and left it at the local winery on the Saturday and <laughs> never thought to return and collect it. Had to wake up my partner and desperately ask him to get up and drive me to work, then awkwardly ask my boss for a lift to collect it later that day.
2: Well, as we head into the weekend, that is a good message to remember where you park your car, okay, this weekend if you do end up going out for one or two. But good on you,
0: Lara, for not driving home. That's exactly. the way to do don't it. Don't
2: drive under the influence, but at the very least, leave a trail of breadcrumbs to, <laughs> so you can find your way back. Hey, it's
0: been a really fun week. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us and joining us on All Day Breakfast this week. It's been a lot of fun. If you're in Darwin going to base in the Grass, I'll see you there. Oh. If you're uh, watching the Lego Masters final, I'll see you there. Um, it should be a whole lot of fun. What are you getting up to this week, Ember?
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: What am I? Wait, hold on. This has been All Day Breakfast. We'll catch you next time.
1: That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.